Hey, ebook readers, right now, the Flight Attendant Joe series ebooks are only $2.99. That's Fasten Your Seatbelts and Eat Your Fucking Nuts, Flight Attendant Joe, and I'm Just Here for the Layovers on Amazon, iTunes, Nook, and Kobo, $2.99 each. Welcome to this episode of Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe, ladies and gentlemen. I, of course, am your host, Flight Attendant Joe. I hope you enjoyed the last episode, Joe and Keisha Talk Race and Racism. I had a great time having that conversation with Keisha because I was able to laugh. She really makes me laugh. I was able to laugh, but we were also talking about some really serious things going on in the world that have been happening for decades. And, you know, we are not going to fix the race and racism issue on a podcast, but if it gets you talking, if it gets you thinking, if it makes you question why certain things happen, if it makes you pick up a book that you normally wouldn't read, but you want to understand somebody else's life, I think it's a great jumping off point. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you are enjoying this podcast, please, and if you listen on iTunes, please go ahead and leave an iTunes review. Those are really important. Um, also, I appreciate you guys sharing the podcast, your feedback, um, just you know the positive energy I'm getting. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. All right, let's get started with today's episode, shall we? Today, I have a musician and pilot, Mike Wagner, on, and I asked him what came first, music or being a pilot? He has some incredibly funny, awesome songs called Chemtrails at Night, Teterboro, and Lav Stinks. They're all on YouTube. He is incredible. He makes his own videos. He writes his own songs. He's like the weird Al Yankovic of the airline industry. We talked about conspiracy theorists, and he explained to me a lot about the corporate pilot life that I had no idea because I'm so absorbed, absorbed in commercial airline in the commercial airline industry. We both talked about cheap pilots. I think I brought it up, and we have a different idea of why pilots are cheap. I think my idea is better, but you'll find out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Mike Wagner to the show. Welcome to Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe. How are you today? Good, Joe. How you doing? I'm fantastic. I um I really love that song. It's one of my favorites that you've done. Not only because <laughs> I you invited me to do a cameo in the music video. And then you're in it. It's awesome. It's so awesome. <laughs> but I just I I love the beat. I love the song. The video is incredible. What um what is your thought process on these people who think that airlines and pilots and airplanes are trying to poison the world. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's funny. It's, uh, I'm just kind of like, okay, well I can see how someone would fall for it. You know, I mean, no one that knows about aviation or anything. And then, you yeah, in fact, I've kind of done this with some like dummy accounts, you know, I won't log in. I'll go to like an FBO or something and type in, you know, contrails. And I, I've seen a contrail up in the sky and, you know, five times out of 10, it's a chemtrail website that comes up. So, 
you know, people read that first and that's what they're going to think first. And then, you know, it becomes like the deeper in the rabbit hole you go or whatever. You just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I can see how it happens with people. You know, once you look at like everything, like, you know, a pilot will explain it to you. I'll say, Hey, here's how, why you're seeing that. But then you're part of the, you know, part of the, uh, big cover up. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's almost, it's almost frustrating. Yeah. Right. Because once you start trying to give them facts and say, no, no, this is what it is. They just think, oh, uh -huh. you're just you're just covering for the airline like we would cover for the airline anyway. Right. We would call the airline out yeah, right. immediately. I know I'd be like, uh, well, there's a there's always a Ben Franklin quote that comes up, you know, like three people can keep the secret if two of them are dead. So, I mean, <laughs> how does like these millions of people, you know, how, how are millions of people that don't know each other, you know, keeping it from, I don't know. I haven't figured that one out, but you know. <laughs> no, I, I, I kind of umbrella people who believe like that, believe in chemtrails, believe the earth is flat. I am, I put them under this umbrella of, do they, I don't think they really believe it. I think it just makes them look important and they want to be a part of a group that's different. They want to, they don't want to, they yeah. want to say something like, oh, the earth is flat when we fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is not I would yeah. believe, I would believe airlines are trying to poison the earth more than I would believe the earth is flat. Yeah, I mean you can go pay a high school like ten bucks and they'll throw a camera up at eighty thousand feet for it and you'll see the curve, but that's you know, Photoshop, so <laughs> that's that's the rationale, you know. It's fascinating to me how people will justify their crazy thoughts. And so I love yep. that you <laughs> make fun of or pick on the idea of that. Um, like in this song, you're just like balls to the wall. Like, yeah, you guys are crazy about this. I'm going to write a song about it. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of my thought process behind the whole thing. And, you know, honestly, that one really didn't take off in the beginning. I mean, I think you remember, I was like, man, this thing's just not going anywhere. But then, you know, somebody found it online, one of the bigger accounts and they shared it. And it finally got a few hits to it, but yeah, I've met all the crazy people on the internet after that, after I, put that one out well that's what i wanted to ask you have you mm -hmm. received like really crazy comments from social media people calling you out on that you're joking about this not really i mean i've had death threats and stuff you know what? that's kind of normal when you're saying oh yeah oh yeah it's crazy man i'm like all right i mean nobody's ever shown up but i'm just like yeah all right yeah, it's, it's a little crazy all right, you have to tell me about death death threats because you wrote a song about chemtrail. That is, see, that's what bothers it's me crazy, about the world. Well, that's what bothers me about social media. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And why do people directly? Why do you? Why does somebody immediately go to? I'm going to kill you. I know it's like, and usually it doesn't quite go there first. It's usually maybe like an Instagram message or you know a comment on something on like Instagram or I'll post it you know, a chemtrail picture that's obviously fake and go, oh, look at the chemtrail. And, you know, it's one of those types of a humorous posts. And, you know, then someone will say, oh, this is it. And you tell they're just boiling under, you know, so I kind of troll them a little bit. And then I'll uh, say something to the fact. Like, and I'll, I'll give them facts. But once I've shot down all their theories of facts, and it's like, oh, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to come and beat you. It's just, you get all this. Like, basically, I usually delete those comments pretty quick so no one sees them. But I'm like, ah. Do you still have your instant messages uh, um, alive on your Instagram where people can send you private messages or have you shut that off? Uh, no, I do have it where they can send me private messages. So it's just, 
you know, it's in, I don't really get a lot. Of, usually it's just my friends sending me stuff, you know, through DMs or whatever. But I've kept mine open on Instagram, but I had to shut down the flight attendant Joe messages on Facebook. I did that probably like yeah. a year ago, and it's made my life so much happier. <laughs> I know. Because like I, I did turn off the notifications and stuff, so I don't know. I'll, when I go in there, if I see something, I go, okay. But uh, I'm the same way. It's like, I just don't need to deal with this kind of stuff sometimes. <laughs> I just want to go out and have fun somewhere. Right, because you're just, you know, I think people, I was having this conversation with my husband the other day. I think the world mm -hmm. of satirical comedy is starting to mesh with the real world and the unhealthy, <laughs> unstable lunatics of the world i'll just say it like it is can't decipher <laughs> yeah, no doubt. yeah can't decide yeah it's my podcast i can say whatever the fuck i want <laughs> that's right man <laughs> but the crazy people out there cannot decipher between satirical and real oh yeah totally i mean that's you know I, I i don't know what what it really is i mean maybe it's just because we become so pc or whatever i guess that's the word for it if, you know i say something on a facebook post that as the wrong series of words for someone, I'd be like, oh, it was, it was like some joke I told once. I had to go, oh, my God, you can't say that. I'm like, really? It's kind of nothing. But I think, like, you know, all these comics, you know, like stand-up comics, as you as you are one, <laughs> and you, you almost, you're about the only type of people that can actually get the truth out sometimes, you know? Well, yeah, because you, you, you give the message out there. And, but, and I agree with you, in the past, comedy co comics and comedians mm -hmm. and comedy writers could kind of say those things get the truths out and it was like oh well you know mm -hmm. it's forgiven because it's it's a comedy person who's writing but today right. comedians are yeah. being harassed harder than like politicians or um normal folks it's like no 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 yeah <laughs> these are just jokes and like you said you write right. something on facebook you get one word wrong you miss you mm -hmm. mispronounce one pronoun and you, somebody is going to try to get you fucking fired and you're like no settle exactly. down settle down you crazy fucks yeah it drives mm -hmm. it drives yeah. me careful it drives me crazy it's this it's this imaginary line that people have and i've talked about this before everyone mm -hmm. says oh you've crossed the right. line and i'm like well wait a minute yeah you know everybody's line is different your line is different than my well mm -hmm. you know what i bet you our lines are probably pretty close <laughs> yeah yeah i don't have a line like, i don't yeah i know i don't i don't get offended by anything i'm just like say whatever you like right <laughs> yeah, if i if i disagree with it okay cool whatever i can i'll live you know i'll wake up tomorrow but <laughs> right exactly like i I don't really think I get offended by things like I get friends and it's always my pilot friends because pilots love flight attendant mm -hmm. Joe. I, and it's probably because I just say whatever I want, but yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, I think pilots like flight attendant Joe more than flight attendants. Cause flight attendants tend to be like, I can't believe you said that pilots mm -hmm. are like, fucking say it again, man. Um, yeah. Say it again, <laughs> but louder, you know, yeah, say it louder <laughs> from the front front galley. Um, but like, mm -hmm. I'll have some pilot. I have some pilot friends that send me, memes that I are like, I'm like, Oh my God, that's horrible. I'm not offended. I wouldn't I wouldn't make that meme, but it's hilarious. Oh, absolutely. It's like, I mean, I love your books. I've been I read them. It's like, yeah, that's so funny. And I mean, I can see where people are. Oh my God, I can't believe you just said that, which I, is kind <laughs> of the fun of it. You know, it's more fun thinking of like how someone like that would actually react to what I'm reading. I mean, that's kind of weird, but that's kind of somehow, sometimes how I look at those things is like, yes, yeah, 
that's going to make some people mad, but I think it's really funny. <laughs> you know what? I agree with you. Um, like when I first wrote my first book, I said, I'm going to put everything I possibly can in here. Um, I want to offend yeah. everyone. Cause I didn't know if I'd write another mm -hmm. book. So I was like, I'm going to say it all. Right. And just a couple weeks ago, cause I'm working on a play based off my first book and I was just reading through it oh, yeah. and I kept looking over mm -hmm. at my husband going, I can't believe I wrote this joke. And he's like, I told you not to write it. I'm like, <laughs> well, I don't regret it. And if people are going to be offended, yeah. that's not our fault. Like if you write a, if you write a song called chemtrails and people who think that you're trying to poison them is upset, is upset when it's absurd, mm -hmm. then you can't worry about it. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's a, yeah, what do they call it? Uh, that line? I think it's something like demarcation line, you know, where like there's just a, a place. Yeah, I guess that's the name for it. Um, then going back to the whole, uh, you know, like conspiracy theory world, there's uh, people have that line with conspiracies too. They're kind of funny um, where, okay, I believe Earth is flat, but I don't believe in chem. And they just have this, I don't know, you almost see arguments between conspiracy theorists because their conspiracy theory isn't as crazy as the other one, but you know, you can tell where their line in the sand is, guess, I guess, which uh, is what I'm trying to say. But, um, oh, like, what would be a good one? Like, something like, okay, I believe it's the government doing a secret geoengineering plan to cool the earth. And that's kind of where a lot of them have gone now. But then there's the other guys that, oh, you're, it's mind control. You're, you're killing the population. You know, just kind of find that stuff interesting. I thought, yeah, I agree. And, I find I've learned that I will try to talk to these people. Like you said, you'll throw facts out. At what point are you like, okay, I'm done. Like at, at some mm -hmm. point I can't even converse with you anymore because you're so fucking out there that I'm not even going to bother anymore. Yeah. Actually with like the chemtrails, I know pretty much everything anyone's ever going to say because they believe it because I've heard like literally all of it. So I'm just kind of like, okay, well, here comes this one. Then I'll start, you know, I'll kind of diffuse a blow. I go, oh, wait, you're going to tell me this, this, and this next. And wait, how'd you know I was going to ask? <laughs> it's kind of funny. But other ones, I just, like, oh, the September 11th conspiracy. I try and stay out of that one. It just kind of frustrates me because, you know, a lot of people died during that. And be like, oh, that was fake. And like, no, it kind of wasn't, you know. <laughs> just, uh, but, yeah, people believe what they believe, I guess. Well, I think some people even believe the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting was a conspiracy. And that really just hurts my heart because... Imagine, yeah, no, those like imagine those parents. Imagine those parents. Like, no, mm -hmm. my kid's not here anymore, yeah. you fucking asshole. <laughs> exactly. It's absurd. Yeah, I think that I think I read somewhere that actually did happen to one of the parents. They went and talked to one of these uh conspiracy theorists and like, oh well, you're lying, you know. Like, hey, my kid's gone. But you know, you're like, oh people are just out there. They really are. And I read this article regarding flat earthers, because like I said, mm -hmm. I will believe you. Like I would believe the chemtrail thing more than the flat earth thing, because there's so much proof oh, that yeah. the earth is fucking round. I'm looking at a globe on my desk right now. <laughs> and I know, right. But I read this article that said, you shouldn't even argue with flat earthers because they are actually, you're, you're actually arguing with a liar because there's so many facts mm -hmm. out there that prove that that's not true. That when they say the yeah. earth is flat, they are just, downright line like you could say like you know people that believe in chemtrails well you know maybe it's true i don't know right i know it's not true but mm -hmm. in their mind or yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know jesus isn't real well who knows um you know i don't believe in jesus but exactly. you know you could have that argument like who knows but we fucking know the earth mm -hmm. is round yeah exactly and it's just i don't know different people i guess like what, what do they say a half the world's population is below average 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I think it's more than half. All you have to do is go yeah, on social so. media. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I was jokingly saying, man, we should like, you know, put a, an IQ test out of some sort for people on social media to give them posting privileges. I mean, if they can't get over this certain level, like, you know, 10 or 12, then uh, maybe just let them read only. But, you know, that'll be controversial, I'm sure. But, uh, it's just like, oh, I'm tired of hearing stupid people sometimes. No, I love that idea. I say that probably five times a day. How can we do it, though? How can, and I agree with yeah. you, like, if you're dumb and ignorant and stupid, mm -hmm. you can read comments, but you have to have some level of right. fucking, you know, being yeah. alert and understanding the world to be able to write a comment yeah. because, you know, some comments I'm like, Oh, this person, I think, I don't think they've ever met another human. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So I'm on board with that. And I would take that test any minute. I just had a dream last night that I took the SAT yeah. and I got like a 1300. So apparently I can do whatever I want nice. on social media. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I agree with that. Yeah, you, you edit this part out, but actually, if you really want to read some good conspiracy theory stuff, there's a guy named Mick West who wrote a book called uh, Escaping the Rabbit Hole. He's got an interesting podcast where he has on crazy people, insane people. He's really, really, really handles them well. And it's just, it's worth reading. And you'll go, oh, okay. I definitely won't edit that out because I don't want to edit yeah. things out. So what was that again? It was a book that yeah. somebody wrote on conspiracy theorists to understand them? Yeah, he's a, he was, I guess he made like a bunch of money. I guess he made like that Tony Hawk video game back in the day was one of the originators of that. So retired and now he just debunks conspiracy theories. Oh, and uh, his name's Mick West and the the book is called Escaping the Rabbit Hole. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun read. I, and I got the audio book. Sometimes I'll just put it in the car and listen to the chemtrail section. I go, yep, heard that one. Yep, heard that one. <laughs> Oh, I definitely have to read that because I'm on this and I'm, I'm definitely in this point in my life right now, um, a few years away from 50 that I'm trying to just mm -hmm. understand human beings. I'm on this planet with them. Yeah. <laughs> There's so everyone's on different levels. Everyone's at different phases in their life. And I'm just trying to get to right. the end <laughs> by yeah, right? understanding as much as possible. So that's something that I will definitely look into because I get really frustrated with people who believe crazy things. Yeah. yeah and it, it helps with, help me with that a lot. I used to be the same. I was like, Oh, I can't believe this idiot. Saying that. I'm just like, okay, well you said this. Well, here's what it actually is. No, you don't believe me. Then all I got to do is, you know, take some proof and go, Oh, here, here's why it's not true. It's, you know, the scientific process works for a reason. That's all you got to do. And then they kind of, that's when they get mad. But <laughs> well, because you're, you're not just agreeing with them. You know, people want, you just yeah. to agree with them so they can say, ha ha, I'm right. I've converted another person. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, it's a, it's kind of a dream I have at the moment, but I'm kind of doing a documentary starting like an idea for having a documentary for, a, you know, about Kim trail believers. Just, I think it'd be a funny one that I know something about. So I just got to find the right person to interview that, you know, won't shoot me when I walk in the door. So you should do it like this because I don't invite people to my house. <laughs> I'm like, hi, you can have yeah, that's my, probably a good idea. You can have my phone number and then I'm changing it after. But I love um Exactly. I love this idea. Is this been something that's been brewing in your create because you're so creative, it's disgusting. It makes me feel like I'm lazy. Um <laughs> is this something that's been brewing to do this? Would it be like a face on face face to face interview? Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the goal. I've actually met 
a couple that are normal people that go, no, I think it's like this, but then they kind of, but those are the rational ones that you can talk to. And then they're kind of like, okay, well, maybe, maybe that isn't the case. You know, so it kind of have to be a, not a very extreme one. Most, I mean, I don't want to be around the, <laughs> the other ones for obvious, you know, psychological reasons, but. And safety uh, and safety. And safety. Yeah. Yeah. Safety would be the big part of that, you know, but, you uh, I think that's a great idea. I can't wait for you to do. I hope you actually do that. You know, that's what I did <laughs> when I interviewed um, and I did an episode called Joe and Ryan Talk Politics. I wanted to have someone on. Yeah, I listened to that one. Yeah, I wanted to have someone on that was a Republican who voted for Donald Trump, but wasn't like mm -hmm. the, you know, wearing the hat every day mm -hmm. and going to the rallies right. and, you know, his wife wears a T-shirt that says grab me by my pussy. Like I wanted someone <laughs> who I could actually have a rational conversation with. And I thought the episode was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. I did, too. I thought it, I was actually out for a run when I listened to it. Oh. And I was like, oh, OK. And, and, and you sit there and you kind of get that kind of get that feeling of like it's an argument, but it's not. So it's kind of giving you a little. You know, it's like a little bit of adrenaline. Thing. Okay, I'm listening. To it. Actually, help me get through the run. So thanks oh, for that. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> I remember I when I went back and listened to that episode, there was a moment where I was like, whoa, 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 and I thought, oh, that does sound exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had anyone oh, on the man, show. That's funny. I haven't had anyone on the show yet where I'm arguing with. Hopefully, one day because that does sell. <laughs> that does do good for downloads. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, you know, Joe, I'm just here because I know the earth is flat and there, there's oh, your argument. Oh, now you're just trying <laughs> to trigger me. What if, yeah, like, exactly. I, I wonder if there are pilots. I wonder, I have a friend who's a very, one of my best friends is a pilot. And I remember he had sent me a message once and a family, he was like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, what's wrong? And he's like, a family friend of ours just asked me like, oh, you're a pilot. You know, is the earth flat? And he's like, I didn't know, you know, I just had to tell this person, no, it's not. Yeah, just, no, nah, not flat. Like, and, no, you know, here's the way to look at it. Don't, 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 you know, there is a, there is a good saying and don't believe everything you read. I know, right? Don't, you know, you can't believe every single thing you read, you know? And I think also... Yeah. I love the idea that people can self-publish now and there's blogs. That's actually allowed mm -hmm. me to have the life I have in um, right. what I'm doing. But it also kind of mm -hmm. scares me a little because now everyone can publish and everyone can have a blog no matter how crazy you are. Right, yeah. I mean, they can even kind of do that with like scientific papers. I mean, they get kind of get shot down eventually, but, you know, pay to publish type of stuff. And you're like, wow, now we're getting a bunch of bad feedback out in the world because these guys paid somebody to publish their study that no one really peer reviewed, but you know, people are going to believe the first thing they read and uh, you know, that's just how it works. But uh, what, what else was I, uh, Oh, I know what I was thinking. Um, I do that a lot with like my Photoshop stuff on Instagram. I'll Photoshop myself hanging out of the cockpit or whatever. I mean, actually all those pictures, they're real, but at different times, <laughs> one right. of them, I'm, you know, I'll take the picture of the selfie and then I'll put the background on it. It's really not too hard if you know Photoshop how to do it like I'll tag like Photoshop and not, and then like all the hashtags I use, I was like, this isn't real and blah, blah. And you watch these people get into arguments about, Oh my gosh, is that real or is it not? And uh, that first out of the airplane selfie I did, it, yeah, it went crazy. And they had uh, people arguing. It's like, guys, if you could say in two seconds, look at like the first four hashtags, you'd be like, Oh, it's not real. <laughs> but, but no one takes the time to actually look at things like that, I guess. Right. Like, like you can hang out a fucking window at 38, 40,000 feet. 
<laughs> yep. yeah, it's funny, uh, some of the guys are like, oh, you're not even in the airplane. And well, that airplane actually had a window that you can slide and you could open it in flight. I guess it, theoretically it would be uh, possible to depressurize the airplane, open it and hang out. Although I probably wouldn't have a selfie stick. <laughs> I wanted to clarify something though, because are you mm-hmm. saying that that time when my second book came out, you made this amazing ad you took where you were standing on the wing with the book you telling me that that wasn't true no that wasn't true at oh, all it was uh, it was just photoshop <laughs> i am so disappointed <laughs> well you are you're you are a photoshop genius you're like the king the did you self-taught did you take a class or did was that all self-taught oh um a little bit of both actually I, there's a really good website uh, called learn you can go on youtube he has a bunch of free stuff i actually subscribed to it because it was I call him like the uh, Bob Ross of Photoshop. It's kind of funny watching him do so. I go, oh man, that's, but you do the tutorials with him. Go, oh, now I know how to do that. It kind of gives you ideas or whatever. At least that's, it does that for me. So enjoy that. In fact, I. What was that website? Learn? Uh, it's called, YouTube? Uh, it's, called, it's called Learn, P H L E A R N. So like Photoshop Learn. Oh, okay. Uh, learn.com. And, and I think his name's Aaron Mace. He's, uh, he's really super good at it. But uh, like all my. Uh, so like the technical stuff that I never knew how to do. Now I'm like, oh, wow. Now I can do things I didn't think were possible. And he, he does it all like non-destructively so you don't screw up the picture. I mean, you mess up, just take that part of the Photoshop thing out and start over again. And it's kind of cool. And then uh, and after that, I got more into like, you know, video and video editing. And that's a, that's a whole new <laughs> ball of worms, like your fan of worms. I'm going to play another song clip. Is that okay? So we can, this is a great transition into your music life. All right. Great. I'm, I'm dancing in my chair because I, first of all, I love the beach boys. And, um, yep. did you, were you a pilot before you were a musician or which came first? Oh, uh, musician. I started piano when I was probably about five years old. So I've been doing that for a real long time. And, uh, piano is kind of like the gateway drug into music. I think if you're going to start something, it kind of transfers to everything else. So, uh, you know, my parents, had me do piano lessons or whatever and i was one of the weird kids that liked it i kind of figured it out and uh, i think i went all the way through college taking piano lessons and it's a lot like a language though if you don't use it you lose it so now i have to struggle to get it back when i decide i want to play piano for a little bit again uh see then i went yeah i think it was about the fifth grade sixth grade i met fifth grade i guess i uh started learning the drums so i i played drums forever and got up through marching bands in junior high and uh, got into a jazz band in uh, high school and, uh, you know, played the drums and the drum set. And then uh, I think my sophomore year in high school, maybe it was my junior year, I just started playing guitar and taking guitar lessons. And uh, my guitar teacher, who was also the guitar player in that band, was graduating. So they're like, we need a guitar player. I'm like, I'll do it. <laughs> so I played guitar in that and then uh, 
singing came in college when I drove for Dominus. I had nothing to do but drive around all night and sing with the radio. And I've never been a real good singer. I have to work really hard at uh, doing that. That's like the worst. That's what I'm worst at is singing for sure. And uh, I don't know. It's just uh, fun. Well, it's so creative. I mean, I can remember the first time I saw one of your videos and I think it was, mm-hmm. I sit around. I think that was the first video I ever saw. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, yep, I think that's when I met you. Yeah. yeah. I was like, who the hell is this guy? I mean, <laughs> what is like my head exploded. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What <laughs> is going on at what point? So how long have you actually been a pilot? Uh, I started flying airplanes. Uh, I took my first flight lesson. I think it was actually Valentine's Day on uh, in 1994. So I've been flying since '94. Oh, so like I've uh, got my uh, yeah. I've been a while. I'm, I'm just. I'm, I think I'm actually older than you. So by a couple of years. <laughs> oh my gosh, you poor thing. <laughs> and you know, yes. Yeah, well, it's funny because when I got into aviation, it was like you don't want to do this. There's no career potential. That was back in the bad old days of aviation, you know, which. I mean, right now we got a weird thing going on, which I have no idea how that's going to play out. But, you know, I got really lucky. I was like, I've met so many people and flown with so many people that have been furloughed from airlines and, you know, just had bad experiences and worked for crappy companies. And I've always worked for good companies. My flight instructor uh, job was the place I learned to fly. So I knew everybody there. I flew a charter job in Ohio and then, uh, you know, flew into the, uh, the corporate world and been there ever since. So. Oh, I've gotten really lucky with it so far. So I hope that continues. So you fly corporate. Do you ever have any dreams of, or do you have any desire to fly commercial or are you pretty content in what you do now? Yeah. You know, I was, uh, kind of, I made my decision pretty early on. Uh, I'm content with what I do now. I've been there so long. It's just, you know, I, I know the working parts of it. I know how to do the job. It's not stressful. It's even sometimes fun, but, um, I had interviews set up with a couple of the majors and then September 11th happened. Those interviews went away and I was like, that's kind of a sign maybe to stay where I'm at. So I just stayed and it kind of worked out. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. I have this, for some reason, I have this idea that corporate pilots work harder than commercial pilots because you guys are on, and please, like I said, correct me if I'm wrong with this. You guys are on for like mm-hmm. seven days at a time, and you could be working every day. You could go some. You could be gone for seven days. And with commercial mm-hmm. airline pilots, it seems like they know their schedule more, so it's more solid. They know what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah, true? Yeah, I mean, I'd say that's true. I mean, I, I think it's maybe true to a point. You know, I mean, personally, I like the randomness of it. I mean, even though I've been doing it for so long, I've pretty much been everywhere in the you know north america i'm gonna go I, it's rare that i see a new airport anymore but you know i still haven't seen europe i haven't seen you know asia i still haven't actually made it out to hawaii that's like the last place i need to land to have landed in all 50 states yeah i mean some people i think i'd go absolutely bored going to atlanta six times a day it would just it'd drive me nuts yeah i don't know different strokes for different folks as they say but yeah i'm, I'm pretty happy with it well, it keeps it fresh too, right? Because like you just said, that one guy who's doing three Atlanta turns and then he's going to be home, you know, it's more of a job than a lifestyle. And I think it right. sounds like a corporate pilot. It's more of a lifestyle like back in the 50s and 60s. Yeah, I, could, I mean, yeah, maybe, I guess. <laughs> I think it probably would be. It's like I said, it's not like punching the time clock, I guess which some people like that structure a lot. And like I said, I've never flown under it, so I don't know if I would or not, but I think I'd get real bored going to the same places over and over again. 
although we go to like the Teterboro airport so many times, it's a uh, Teterboro and Palm beach are my two, uh, biggest places I land at. Now, do you, uh, well, of course we never mention airlines here, but do you actually, do you, so you basically fly rich people around? Yeah. People that are, you know, have done well or whatever companies, a lot of times, you know, big corporations that, you know, it may actually cost them more or, you know, in time and money if they had all these people on airlines trying to go to the different places. And, you know, sometimes we can take people all over the country and bring them into one place pretty efficiently and quickly. But yeah, for the most part, people who have done really well in life are usually our, our passengers. That's nice. Do I wonder, I've always, you know, I don't work first class for, um, at my airline because for one, I have a problem meeting celebrities and I'll, I'll get fired because I, I think you can only <laughs> sit in Kristen Wiig's lap once before you get fired. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm right. Yeah. Be like, that would probably not go over well. You're going to be my best friend <laughs> and here's all my books. And I wrote a TV show and Hey, we're friends. Like I couldn't do that. So <laughs> when I am working yeah. on an airplane and there's a celebrity up front, I'm like, I usually say to the, um, the lead flight attendant, I'm just going to stay in the back. It's probably best for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back here if you need me, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do not That's let me funny. come. Do not let me come up here because I'll just throw myself at Chris Pratt. Well, I would do that in coach too. Yeah. But yeah, like, you know, yeah, I, like, he probably wouldn't be in coach. <laughs> I could, right? He probably wouldn't be. <laughs> I, yeah, I have this thing, so I'm always like, I can't work. I could never work corporate because they'd be like, Beyonce's coming on. I'd be like, well, I have to call in <laughs> because she's never going to fly us again. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny. Uh, I, you know, it's, uh, I, I mean, I've, I've flown obviously people, celebrities and stuff, but it's uh, after a while, it's just like, oh yeah, it's another person, you know, just don't treat them badly, but don't, guys kind of like, hey, how you doing? Okay, I'm going to go my own way. I'll fly the airplane and anything, let me know. And that's usually the end of it. And I was lucky lucky enough to uh, fly an attended airplane, the, uh, the Falcon that I flew for like 15 years. So, you know, the flight attendants we have are just really good with that stuff. They're, you know, I'm like, hey, I'll sit up here. If you need me to do something or say something, let me know. And it's usually if there's a problem or something, you know, we have to divert somewhere or whatever. But for the most part, like, hey, this is my area back here. I'll take care of it. And I'm like, yeah, it's all yours. <laughs> it's all yours. I've, I'll just stay up front. I, I expect corporate flight attendants to be like at the top of the food chain regarding service, like, like probably yeah. even better than first class commercial flight attendants. Yeah, I mean, the ones we have are exactly like that. There's, I don't think there was any I, that I flew with. I wasn't like, oh, well, you know, they're, they're just being rude to the passengers. Or I mean, I just, just never saw. They're always really good. And they still are. I just don't fly with them anymore. I'm in an airplane that doesn't have one now, which that's fine, too. It's just a one less person to load bags for. But it's uh, <laughs> it was uh, really nice to have them, like especially when they had, like, high-maintenance passengers or celebrities with special requests and all this stuff. And I'm like that's all you, I mean, I'll help you if you need me. But they're like, no, no, you don't need to help me off. I got this. <laughs> Just, I, I, I did, I did a good job at staying out of the way. Let's put it that way. Right. Cause, and, and you know, the pilots that I work with at my airline, they're like that too. They're like, listen, if you need anything, you let us know if anyone's being an asshole to you, we'll get them off as quickly mm -hmm. as possible. I always love pilots yep. who do that. Like who say, if anyone's giving yep. you a hard time, you let me know, we'll take care of it. I, I appreciate that. Yep. Yeah. Then uh, I've heard of that happening. Thankfully, it never happened to me. I didn't have to deal with it. But yeah, it's uh, that's kind of my brief. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll, I'll be up here if you need me. And we don't have a door, so that's kind of the uh, thing. So you can always they can always see up front. But oh, I didn't even know that was a so thing. There's a, there, 
yeah, it's a, we had like a, like a sliding door they could close, but now uh, they, uh, they don't. There, I mean, there's no, you know, airline security door where those don't exist on our airplanes. Oh, but right. everybody we fly has been, uh, everyone we fly has pretty much, you know, been inspected with a microscope and we know, you know, I think they know everything about them anyway. So now when, if you're flying an airplane without a flight attendant, do you have to do the safety briefing with the people, with the passengers? Yep. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Sure do. I know. I, it's funny. I, I'm like one of those people I can memorize. I have a, I'm really good at memorizing things, but stuff like that. I was just have like, you know, my, my phone has the briefing on you. You know, you got to hit all the points or, you know, an right. FAA guy on board. You're like, nope, you missed this one and this one. But you no, know, yeah, we absolutely have to do the safety brief and, yeah, hey, here's how to work the emergency exit. Here's how to work the main door. Here's, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting end. And we also load all the bags usually. I mean, 99% of the time we're throwing bags. So <laughs> that can get interesting in really bad weather. Oh, oh, you, wow, this is, see, I'm learning so much right now. I didn't realize you, <laughs> you actually boarded the plane, did the safety briefing. <laughs> like, who, do you hand them mm -hmm. the water too, or do they just get up and get their yeah, own stuff? Yeah, we give them the water. We give them, I mean, in the plane I'm in now, yeah, absolutely. If you, uh, you know, right before you say, hey, you want any water, you want anything, here's where your food is. So like a lot of times if you're flying, you can't really get up for, you know, safety reasons or whatever. Yeah, pretty much we do everything. And like I said, it just keeps it not boring, I guess. You know, it's like, oh, I got to give another safety briefing, but eh, whatever. That's incredible. That's incredible to me because I work with pilots who don't even want to wait till the last person's off the airplane before they run off the airplane. So the fact that you're out there throwing bags into the airplane just mm -hmm. blows my fucking mind. So now <laughs> the next time I, I work with a pilot and they're like, I'm going to push everyone out of the way because I have to get off the airplane first. I'm be like, you know, I know someone who mm -hmm. actually throws the bags. Settle down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not that big of a baggage compartment, but yeah, it's a, it's big enough. Let's put it that way. When, it, when there's a lot of passengers, you know, I think, uh, you know, our airplane can hold 10 people or nine people, depending on the configuration. And they show up with uh, two or three bags a piece. It can get interesting, like a big game of Tetris, but I've gotten good at it over the years. So. Wow. What I like, you know, I just got educated. See, I thought I knew everything. <laughs> I don't know everything. Um, I want to do know everything. Oh, I know a lot, sir. I know a lot. I want to go back to <laughs> yes, you. Do. <laughs> I know okay. a lot. No, stop. I want to go back to music for a moment though. And when did you, when did you think of the idea to merge the two lives together and start writing? Cause you're like the weird Al Yankovic of pilot airline music. <laughs> yeah. I like Weird Al a lot. I'd like to meet him one day, but I never have. And I should probably just send him a message. He'd probably answer me. But oh my God. You anyway. need to, have you ever <laughs> said, Oh, wait a minute. Rewind. Have you sent him links? <laughs> you need to send him links to your videos. No, I haven't done that. Oh. But you know, it's a, I, I, I don't know. If he, I don't know how he is. You know, I, I've heard he's a nice guy, but you know, that's kind of, <laughs> that's my celebrity. I probably, Oh wait, I talk to you, but uh, I don't know. You need, I need to be your publicist and you need to send him, you need to be like, I, you're amazing. You're incredible. You've inspired me. I make pilot me. I'm telling you, I can't believe you haven't done this yet. You're going to, you have to do this. This is important. But when did they come together? When did you start thinking like, oh, yeah. I'm going to become this? You know, it's been going on for a long time in my head. I mean, even when I was a kid, I'd hear like TV commercials and I'd make different words up to the song. I don't know why I did that. I just, oh, that'd be funny, you know? Or, you know, you'd get pissed off about something. And I'd be like, oh, I'm going to make something and make a point, but I'll make it funny so people laugh at it, but they'll still get the point, which is kind of what I try and do with the parody songs. I, I'd done some. In fact, I did a whole bunch of them. 
early, but I didn't really know how to record. I didn't know how to mix and you know, and they just sounded horrible. They were funny, but I was like, yeah. And I don't even, I think maybe I have a couple of friends that probably have all of them. I, I don't know where any of them are anymore. I'm like, oh, I don't even want to hear it. I'm sure it's horrible. But then I started getting better at, you know, production, started learning how to use my equipment a little bit better. And then I did this song, it was the first uh, parody video I did, actually. I did this song called Teeter Bro, which was the Beach Boys' Kokomo. And it had come from, uh, in fact, I was in Teterboro one day, and we were just trying to fly to, like, New Hampshire or something. It was, like, a 30-minute flight. And we sat on the ground for three and a half hours while a couple of rainstorms went through, you know. But New York gets saturated, and you can't, uh, you know, everyone's going the same way, and everyone gets delayed. And it's just, you know, it can be that kind of a place sometimes. It's And I was like, oh, you know, I'm stuck in Teterboro. I'm like, oh, the light bulb went off. And then I just started going, oh, maybe I can make all these places rhyme. And it came out to be a pretty decent parody song. But I had it out for like two or three years and nobody ever talked about it. I think, you know, I put up the link to the song on Facebook and stuff. And, you know, a couple of people would like it. Go, okay, well, that's all it's going to do. And then uh, I had this bright idea one day. I was sitting there and I've always liked to take pictures and take video and stuff. But I was like, you know, I can, like, when you hear all these songs, it's also me playing everything. It's, there's no uh, no other musicians. It's all me doing everything said, you know, I know I can do multi-track recording. You know, I can record myself over and over with music. But I uh, wonder if I could do that with a video. You know, if I could maybe like use a green screen. I've heard of that thing before. If I could do that and make multiple copies of myself. And sure enough, I could. And I was like, well, now I need a song to do so I can try this technique out and see if I can put the video together. And keep in mind, I'd never shot a music video. I had no clue how syncing the voice would work or any of that. But, you know, I, I got like, yeah, I think it was like Sony Vegas for the PC or something. And it was a, uh, I don't even know if I paid anything. It may have been a free, uh, free software back at the time, but it let you do green screen stuff or it was a very minimal cost. And I said, Oh, cool. I can do it. So I put the video together, not thinking anything of it. I, I remember I was actually in Maine flying to Teterboro that day that I posted it on YouTube. And this is 2010, I think somewhere in there. You can look it up and I, I may be off by a year. I think it was 2010. And I, um, just like hour leg to Teterboro and got there and everyone's like looking at me when I walked in the door and I'm literally like on their iPads and stuff. I'm like, do I smell funny? What's going on? And like, they're all like looking at my video. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> that was, that was kind of surreal. That was the first time I'd ever had it edited and go viral. So it was a bit of a, you know, there was a little bit of like, wow, I can't believe I did this. And a little bit of, oh shit, what did I just do? You know, <laughs> What have I started? Right. Exactly. Well, what do I start in? Am I, am I going to piss people off? Is this going to get me in trouble? <laughs> and thankfully, you know, I, I keep kind of funny and humorous or whatever and never, you know, never really try to be too mean to any one group of people unless, you know, you're a chemtrail believer. But <laughs> right. Yeah, you fucked that up. Um, but yeah, I'm not like that one up pretty bad. You but. know, I know I'm sure you keep your airline a secret because in, in your videos, you like blur out your tie and stuff. Um, does mm -hmm. your airline know that you make these videos? Cause they're not, they're not video. It's not like me making a music video, which would probably have like tits and ass hanging out. You're very respectful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, they actually do know it. You know, and, uh, you know, even before sometimes I'll go to our legal team and go, Hey, is this okay? And like, yeah, it's fine. And you know, just to cover my bases that way, I don't inadvertently um, screw them over because last thing I want to do is bite the hand that feeds me pretty well. So, <laughs> right. but you know, sometimes I've actually, I've actually helped them a few times too, which is kind of cool. Like, hey, can you do this for us? Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't think anyone knows it's me, but I was like, yeah, whatever. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's a little. 
and, and you use your real name. See, I, from the beginning had, to, mm-hmm. excuse me, I had to use a fake name. Right. Yes, everyone. Joe Thomas is not my real name. Well, it's my middle, it's my first <laughs> and middle go. name. I dropped my last name, but yeah. you know, because I am not politically correct and <laughs> right. Yeah. The managers in my airline know who I am. Mm -hmm. They know I'm flight attendant Joe. A lot of the people in my airline do know that are up the food chain, but I keep it so, I keep them so separate, you know, I never talk about the airline. So I I was curious if they knew who you were. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, definitely. It's the last time I was uh, in our training, it was like, hey, is that you playing the drums on this last music? (laughs) This last video you just did? Oh, and that was like our top guys. I was like, oh man. Yeah, they know, and you know they're fine with it. And as long as I just keep it fun and stuff, I'm not trying to be too political or any of that stuff. I just, like I said, a lot of my parodies are just like the ones you see. I, I've got a million ideas in my head. If I actually got around to doing more than one or two percent of anything, I start thinking of and thinking of and start working. It would, uh, I'd have like 20 more videos out right now. But they're aware of it. And the only reason I used my real name was because I did that first Teeterboro video and it took off and I used my real name because I didn't think anything was going to happen. Oh. Now I'm like, yeah, well, I started something. Now I'm kind of, I'm kind of stuck in that one. So, oh, well. Like I said, you don't make things that are going to offend anyone unless you believe chemtrails and then who cares? Cause you're crazy. Yeah, exactly. Then it's your own problem, you know? Right. Yeah. You <laughs> if take... you're that upset by that. Exactly. Now, mm-hmm. From the moment you start recording the music, so once the music is recorded, how long does it take from start to finish when you're publishing it on YouTube? Tim Trails at Night didn't take all that long to do. The song itself, I generally can record them in a day or two and get them mixed and stuff. Although, you know, I'll go back and listen to it after a month or two and maybe I'll change something in the mix just because I got fresh ears and, you know, I haven't heard it every day 10 times. Um, But, you know, the, the song itself, recording, Usually it takes me between eight and 10 hours, probably, depending on how complex the song is. The, uh, the I sit around Beach Boys, one those harmonies, that, that took me a little while. But so I was trying to learn the harmonies and I'd go and sing each one. And okay, that works. And then, uh, then uh, so yeah, like the Chemtrails one, it was the song got done pretty quick. And I shoot a lot of stuff on the road, you know, it was uh, uh, just, you know, something random comes like, oh, I think I want to get a video of this. And it's, that, uh, the Tim Trolls one's kind of weird because I actually had a template to work from was the actual song and the actual video. I kind of merged the two. If you watch them side by side, you can see exactly where I got like the head turns from Alora, the, the flight attendant that's in the video. I said, okay, now I need you to turn your head this way and look this way and look up. And I'm happy if I can get it out in six or seven months just because it's so random when I shoot it. And, you know, oh, okay. if I'm at home, I can't really shoot any aviation stuff. And, but yeah, I mean, if I went out and said, I'm going to do a music video, I could. I could probably shoot one in a day, but it was more of a, it's more of a process. It gives me something to do, you know, when I'm going get bored or something. Oh, I'm going to go and film something for this video. And in fact, I've got two going on right now, but they're just ideas. And I've kind of shot a little bit for them. And I'm like, oh, I need to get on those. And right now is a good time when I'm stuck in the house. <laughs> Maybe I'll start doing that. I love the fact that you play all your instruments. You, 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 you do everything you, you direct, you write mm-hmm. the music, you, it's just incredible <laughs> what you do have. Yeah. Did you ever listen to, um, I believe it was my second episode. I had Calvin Joshua on, he's kind of like the flight attendant version of you. Interesting. Yeah. I, God, I don't think I've listened to that. Oh, one. I'm going to go listen to it right after this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have this I have this dream that you guys I can introduce you and you guys can make some yeah. incredible creative 
awesome music together because he he came uh, out, yeah. yeah he came out with an album called Jump Seat T and he's he's kind of he does exactly what you do he takes songs awesome. um, actually that whole album was original music if I remember correctly wow that's cool all original mm -hmm. music he has songs like Thirty Second Review Nobody Passes really. <laughs> brilliant stuff yes so do you have an idea yeah i'll check that out for sure oh yeah you should and i i need to introduce you to because you're my two musical people in the airline industry <laughs> i want to bring funny. everybody together do you that's right yeah do you see yourself coming out with an album um i've actually had one before i knew what i was doing i've actually recorded two albums of original stuff and it's like don't listen to them they're terrible actually i i put the <laughs> second one on the other and it wasn't as bad as i thought it was but in my head, I'm like, oh, God, that sounds so bad or whatever. And then like, I put it on. I was just like, you know, you can actually ask Alexa to play my uh, <laughs> like Spotify or something. I'm on there in iTunes or whatever. And it, it'll show up. To, at least the second one. Well, I'm not sure the first one is. And hopefully it's, you know, died to the death it deserves. <laughs> what is the, I need, I need to know the name of this album. Uh, the second album is called Bridges and Structures. And it was just, uh, basically, I, I used the same structure of the same song, you know. So, like, every song structure was the same, except for maybe the last one. I, I didn't do all of it. I actually had uh, professionals mix it and master it, because I knew I didn't know what I was doing enough to pay somebody that didn't know what they were doing. So, it, it's mixed pretty well and mastered really well. So, it doesn't sound horrible, but I was like, man, I could have played so much better. I could have done so many things different. But, you know, I, I keep it up, because that's how you learn. You look at the bad stuff and go, okay, I've gotten a little better, at least. So... <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up. I, um, because I'm just curious. I, I like the idea of listening to your old stuff. Cause I, I believe that, mm -hmm. you know, everyone gets better as they do things. Like my first book is an, I don't believe as good as my third one. You know, people could argue mm -hmm. that probably, they probably think they all suck, but, yeah. um, so I'm definitely going <laughs> to no, go I like back. Them all, man. Good. I'm going to definitely go back and listen to that. I want to play another clip for you that I have. I wish I had the Tito Burrow clip. I don't even know where, where is that? That's on uh, that's on uh, YouTube. Just type in Teterboro music video. I think it's the first thing that pops up. No, no. Where is the airport? <laughs> oh, the I, airport. I was like, oh, sorry. I don't even know where the uh, airport Teterboro, is. The airport is, uh, well, you know, the mess that is LaGuardia, Newark, and JFK. Uh-huh. It's right across the river from that. That's where oh. Teterboro is. It's, it's basically the corporate version of, you know, one of those big, busy, airports that when something goes wrong or the shit hits the fan you're stuck there for hours it's, it's our version of it i have this clip that i'm gonna play i i, I enjoy this song too Yes, it does. The smell don't lie. A tear in your eye. A rag on your face. Smell is stuck all over you. You can't escape. Love <laughs> stinks. Yeah, that was right after Cheater Bro. That was before you can hear my voice. It's like, just, you know, I, I'm better now. That's one of my listeners. Like, okay, well, that was cool, but I certainly could do it better now, but. Yeah, I, I love doing that one. That was uh, so much fun to do. I shot it with uh, the the camera guy is one of uh, my friends down here that shoots movies. So he's like, hey, can I do this against the green screen? And yeah, he shot it with like a really expensive camera. And I, I really didn't know how to edit that kind of footage, but I kind of did, I guess. And 
I was like, man, if I knew what I had back then, I could have made that look so much better and sound so much better. But, you know, like I said, that's how we learn. And the Todd of the Teterboro one actually came out pretty good. But I, I spent hours and hours mixing that Teterboro song and putting it in, like, my car and playing it. And then one day it just popped. I go, oh, that's the mix. Save that. And I never really had that moment with the, uh, the Loud Stink song. So I'd call it subpar. I'd give myself a C on it, maybe. I love that song. I thought it was hilarious. I um, it's so funny how you, how people, how we hear ourselves because I think it's great. Like I would give that like a a B plus if I'm because okay. Chemtrails is definitely like an A plus. I mean, it's just one of my favorites. Yeah, that's cool. I don't hear that. I just hear you singing. You don't sound mm-hmm. terrible, but you know, of course, you being the musician, you pick up on things that yeah. I would not. Right? I'm thinking, holy yeah, shit! Yeah, yeah. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's kind of why I do them. It's like just okay, yeah, I, I, I'm going to make somebody laugh. I hope so. Oh yeah, you make a lot of people laugh. How do you come up with the idea for the video? Like with the chemtrails, you said it's kind of like mirrors the sunglasses video. But like, how do you come up with how do you come up with the idea? Does somebody help you, or is it all on you? It's all on me. Um, like I said, the chemtrails one was just. Uh, just kind of, I wonder if I could do this. If you uh, have you ever watched the movie Airplane? Oh yeah, I just watched Airplane two the other night. But yes, I've definitely seen Airplane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first Airplane, yeah, and it's it's one of my favorite all time movies. But it's a little known. It's getting more well known, but it's a little known that it was actually uh, mirrored off of a uh, true like um, like air disaster movie called I think it's the Zero Hour or Zero Hour. And so I said I got to watch uh, the Zero Hour and see where, what the similarities are. And, oh my gosh! Like the camera angles are the same, the dialogue is a lot of the same. The reason the uh, jet in the movie Airplane has the propeller noises is because there's a propeller airplane in the Zero Hour, so they kind of wanted to keep the audio. Also, why there's no uh, uh, latches on the baggage overhead; it's all open. I mean, just a lot of little stuff. Like, oh wow, I can't believe how similar these are. And so that was like my idea for the Tim Trails one. I want to see. I want to see if I can do that exact uh, type of video or whatever so at least i had you know a template to work from but uh the last one i just did uh the uh, mamas don't let your babies grow up to be pilots that one uh i kind of i've never done like a country-ish song so i was like oh maybe i'll try kind of maybe a country flavored song and that one's like super easy to uh play it's a real easy uh song to play so i was like okay and that one i recorded fairly quick but that was another one where the video took forever because i was trying to make it really really good and i was I have some better video equipment now. And I was like, okay, kind of pilots and the stupid stuff we do. And, you know, how we, there's all these uh, stereotypes is the word, but pilots do stereotypical things like get mad when they don't get their free breakfast buffet, you know? (laughs) Yes. So I was kind of going with that angle. It's like, you know, like that's why I had the sign. I was like, I want someone to give me like an award, but the big free breakfast buffet coupon. And I was learning my new airplane. And like, there's a group of us there that were pretty funny guys. So, I set, you know, I set up everything and had them do that and run in and, you know, that, that was one of my favorite things. And of course, you know, the mustache and the New Balance shoes and the cargo shorts, you can always spot a pilot off duty. It's kind of ridiculously easy, but like big watch, you know. We were in Nashville on a layover, me, the captain, and a flight attendant. And there were these two guys sitting at the bar and we were like, do you think they're pilots? And and of course I had like three drinks. So I was like, I'll go ask. I don't care. They were not, but I was like, you look like a pilot. Maybe the personality type. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it is with the new balance shoes though. That's always, they're, they're big and bulky and they look kind of funny. And 
you know, I have like these tiny shoes I smash down in my suitcase because I, you know, I, I want room for other stuff. So it's just like, why do you carry those things around, you know? <laughs> Other than that, I can see the big watch and the cargo shorts or whatever. But. You can you can pick out pilots. I want to know why pilots, a lot of pilots are cheap. And I love the idea that you just brought up the buffet because I was at the mm-hmm. Hilton at JFK once. And I sat, mm-hmm. and a pilot at my airline sat at another table, and I watched him get up, eat, and walk away without paying. And we didn't get free. Oh, we didn't get a free breakfast. Oh wow! And the woman comes over mm-hmm. to me, and she's like, "Where did he go?" And I was like, "I think he left." And she was, <laughs> and I apologized. I actually left her a bigger tip because I thought she knew I worked at the same airline. But it is. It, I have mm-hmm. this. I have this theory that pilots tend to be cheap because they have to pay all their ex wives alimony. <laughs> Yeah, that could be, you know, the the seven boats and the seven ex-wives. Oh, yeah. The private plane, the boats. Yes. Exactly. All the toys. And thankfully, I, I kind of just, when I'm done flying, you know, my job, I don't want to touch an airplane. I'm done with it, you know, for however long I'm off. And then I get back into it when I go. But I, I don't know. I think maybe a like traditional type of theory for them being that way would be maybe you know, all the days of furloughs and never knowing if you're going to have another paycheck again and think, okay, I better save this money. But you know, it's, who knows? I'm sure there's a big cross section of everything, but. Right. I know. And you know, I just joke. I, I that's what I do. I have, oh, no, I know I you're joking. To, I know I you're joking. I have to pick on pilots, especially when they come on and I've spent my last $5 on Starbucks and they're like, can you brew me a pot of coffee? And I'm like, no. Yeah. Oh, it was, uh, I do have a funny story. Oh, was, go ahead, uh, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was, no, I was, uh, I was in, I can't remember what city it was in. I, I think it might've been like San Francisco or something. I was going from uh, the hotel to the terminal. There were a couple of airline pilots in there with me. I can't remember which airline they were with, but it doesn't really matter. But it's funny because I, you know, I always give the van drivers a $5 tip. You know, it's like $5, I'll get reimbursed for it. It's fine. Yeah, and the one guy was like, wow, that's quite a big tip. And I was like, yeah, guess who they pick up first? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you... I bet you he still doesn't give $5 tip. I got a, um, no, no. I got a $4 tip from, um, oh, this is on that same Nashville trip. I got a $4 tip from a passenger. So I said, I'm going to pay every, cause I always give a dollar because I'm a flight attendant. So I was like, I got everybody's tip. I got everybody's tip today. Cause there was only four of us. It was an express plane. So. I, um, I tip them and I'm, and they're like, Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. And I don't expect anything in return. Like, don't, you don't have to pay my right. tip for the next day, but the next day after the layover, we had like three flights and it were back to back flights where there was no time to get off the airplane. So mm-hmm. I notice one of the pilots gets off to go get coffee. And one thing I don't even like pilots in the world, if you're listening, which you probably are. If it's a short, quick turn and you're getting off the airplane to go get coffee and the flight attendants can't get off, just ask them if they need coffee. They don't want you to pay for it. You don't have to pay for my coffee. But if you're going to fucking Dunkin' Donuts, ask me if I need something. Some. <laughs> just just say, hey, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll give you my $3. Like, don't walk. And then come back with coffee and donuts for yourself and be like, oh, did you want something? Oh, sorry. I'm like, give me back my fucking dollar from yesterday. That's what I want. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of just like being a normal human being, I guess. I, mean, I could see someone getting in a rush or something. But yeah, it's like, okay, uh, get the guy a coffee, you know? <laughs> 
Well, I appreciate you being PC and sticking up for your boys. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I've just given you a hard time. Oh, I know. I, I, I've seen it too, man. I'm just like, what are you thinking? But, you know, sometimes they just start. Sometimes guilty of that. Sometimes too are, but get in a hurry and I, like, oh, crap, I probably should have <laughs> done that. Well, yeah, you know? of course. But I try, I try not to do that. I mean, we're people, we, we make mistakes and forget things, but, and I'm, I'm kind of the king of that sometimes, but it's all right. I was commuting once out of San Francisco to base and I stopped to get myself food because I was commuting. Right. So I stopped mm -hmm. and I get food right. and then I get my seat and I'm sitting in the exit row and I have my bag of food and the flight attendant comes to do the safety demo. And she goes, Oh, it must be nice to have food. And I started laughing because <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, I'm not even working. I'm commuting. So, and I have to eat at some point. Like, I'm so sorry. So I get that. But I just thought that was kind of funny too. One time I had like two or three magazines I just had with me on the road. I mean, they weren't anything that would be too exciting. I think it was like a golf digest and maybe a stock trading book and like maybe a flying magazine, just some random collection of magazines. Like, oh, maybe someone will read these. I don't know. So I walk in, I give it to the flight attendant. She's nice or whatever. And and so now he's oh, and she goes, I only got magazines, but look what they are. Like sarcastic. Like, okay, well, last time I'm doing that, but we'll give you food. <laughs> it's like, I'm not bringing magazines anymore. You're like, you're never fucking happy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's aviation. I completely understand that. <laughs> it's so draining. It really is. It's a draining job. It is. In fact, uh, I, I, actually, I got a question for you. I mean, oh, one yeah. of the things that I've noticed about myself, just as I get older or whatever, is, uh, you know, I'll work for a week and I won't feel that bad, but I'll come home and I'll sleep. And I, I generally get up pretty early, but like the first two or three days I'm home, I'm sleeping until nine or 10 in the morning. I go, what's wrong with me? Oh yeah. I must be really tired from <laughs> that 80 hour week I just pulled. But does that happen to you too? Or I mean, how long, I mean, what's your average length of a timeout? Oh, how long do I, how long am I out working? It's usually, I back my yeah. days up a lot. So I can go like, um, the last time I worked, it was a uh, seven, it was nine days. So I was gone for nine days. Nine days. Wow, that's, right. Wow, that's crazy. So yeah, you, you understand. <laughs> right. And when I come home, I usually need a day to decompress. Mm -hmm. um, and if it's one of those situations where I've worked the red eye flight across the country, mm -hmm. and then I just hop right on a commute flight home to Denver, then I'm, then I, yeah. then I'm like brain dead. And I come home and my husband's like, Hey, we should go to dinner. I haven't seen you in nine days. And I'm like, I can't even think. <laughs> yep, just let me sleep. Yeah. Just get me tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. When I wake up, we could do whatever you want. But from now until tomorrow morning, I can't think about much. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, cool. So it's not just me. Oh, anyway. no, 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 no. And sometimes when I work those, like, cause I do block, I, I do back them all up. When I come home, I'm like, I, 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 I have this distaste for the job. I'm like, oh, I'm glad I'm home. I'm never going back. I always say I'm never going back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you always go back. Yeah. And then I you go back 12. I've been saying that for 12 years. Every day I come home from a trip, Matt's like, how was your trip? I'm like, fuck that job. I'm never going back. And he's like, <laughs> never going back. all right, well, we'll see when you have to go back to work again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like it makes me feel, it makes me feel good to bitch about the company and the job. I, you know, yeah. it's like that vent. I get mad when people say, I don't know if they say this to you, but probably not. Cause my books, I tend to be sarcastic and bitchy, but people are like, why don't you quit then if you hate it? And I'm like, well, no, yeah. it's, I'm just venting. Yeah, exactly. I get it. 
like, no, I actually, I don't really get too upset. I mean, maybe like in the old days when we, we didn't know if the company was going to last or whatever, then it was, then it was a whole lot more stressful and a whole lot more different story for us. But now it's kind of, well, I mean, who knows with aviation right now, I mean, how's that going to end? But it's, it's kind of a solid place and as solid as aviation gets, I guess. So I, I don't think that, oh, I hate this, you know, it's too stressful for me, that type of thing ever really gets me anymore. But yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Speaking of companies lasting, there's so many people right now that mm -hmm. are scared about COVID-19 and the airline industry. You mm -hmm. know, the airline industry is getting hit hard. I mean, anything, restaurants, movie, th like so many industries are getting hit hard. How are you coping yeah. with this COVID-19 business? Well, I hear the virus isn't like golf and I'm on vacation, so I'm going to go play golf later. But <laughs> no, seriously, it's a... Uh... I don't, I'm almost thinking it's overdone. You know, I think people are freaking out too bad about it. But on the flip side, you know, who knows? I, I'm not a doctor or anything. I'm just kind of trying to keep my distance from people. And of course, I've had a cold for like the last week too, so I'm coughing. It's not the virus. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, <laughs> so someone hear me coughing or looking at me like, sorry, it's it's not what you think. It's not what you think. Yeah, I'll just go out and like I, I do like to play golf. I, I like just walking out on the golf course by myself and playing. So that kind of worked out good. And, it's still open because it's a big outdoor field where there's, you know, not a lot of people around. I don't know. I think there was probably 25 people there the other day that I saw and we're all just keep our distance. Like, Hey, how's it going? Right. Yeah. Just being smart about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can wash my hands probably more than I used to. I probably should have been doing that the whole time, but got to live life somehow. We can't, you know, eventually we're going to get to the point where like, well, we can't be stuck inside from, you know, right. what are we yes. going to do? You know, I think it's the unknown that scares people. But speaking of golf, I love golf too, but I'm horrible. I'm terrible. I'm probably, I, I actually panic about it. Like, you know, when you go mm -hmm. out on the golf course and there's, it's like me and my husband and then they're like, oh, we're going to set you up with these two people. I immediately come up. I, I, there's a reason I can't play like, oh, right. <laughs> oh, one time we did that. And it was with, it was when we lived in the Bay area, it was very, it was two young Asian guys and you just knew they knew what they were fucking doing. Right. Yeah. And I was just <laughs> yeah. like, so they're like, you're teamed up with these 22 year old Asian guys who golf every minute of the day. Right. And I was like, mm -hmm. right. oh, oh, so immediately I'm paranoid. I'm panicked. They hit the golf ball. They're walking. I actually, I'm probably like 45 years old and I throw mm -hmm. a fit. I throw a fit yep. where my husband, no, no, it's terrible. I can't believe I'm confessing. Oh, no. It's to the point where my husband's like, grab your stuff. We're leaving. It was like I was three years old in a Target and I couldn't get a candy bar because I was so worried. I couldn't even hit the ball. I kept, I kept, oh, it was so bad that we had to go to the clubhouse <laughs> and I had to down like two beers. We had to talk about how childish I am <laughs> and go and beg the people, beg. He had to beg the people. Can you just let us go alone? We know that you need to team it up right. with four, but my husband's a fucking lunatic and <laughs> he can't seem to play with other people. Well, so they made us go at the end of the day. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. You Are go. you good? Are you good? <laughs> um, it's, uh, I'm uh, at the moment. I haven't been playing a lot, so I'm at a, about a five handicap right now. So I'm okay. Um, there's always, you know, a handful of better players at every golf course and I'm probably at the lower end of them, but yeah, I did win my club championship a couple of years ago. So that was just pure luck. And I just had this moment where I played good for like two weeks straight. And then I haven't played good since, but yeah, if I'm a, if I'm out in your area, we'll uh, go to a driving range. I'll show you, I can help you a little bit probably. But 
said, yeah, it's, uh, it's funny how, uh, like, the, the frustration of that game, there's so many things that go wrong, and most of the time they do. Like, I used to, like, break clubs and stuff, and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm breaking a club, now i got to go pay for that club, and now I don't have the... And I just eventually got to the point where I just don't care anymore. I know my swing enough, and I... If it does something, okay, well, I'm doing that today, so i got to figure out how not to do that the next time. And it, it becomes more of just, like, a mental challenge for me anymore, and I don't get too worked up about it. I've pretty much done everything... You know, I, I'm not going to be a tour pro ever or anything like that because that requires way too much work. So I've kind of made the peace with it. And I've actually really been enjoying it for maybe the last seven or eight years. And I'm just like, oh, this is what it feels like to not worry about it and just have fun, which is why I go out by myself a lot of times. And, you know, I mean, we have like these little games we'll play and sometimes I'll play in them. I, uh, and it's random. It's kind of like, you know, scratching a lottery ticket off whether you play well or not or you win or not. Mm. <laughs> Those give you a little bit more stress. I mean, some people like the competition. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, for me, first, I just, I've always liked the game. I've played it since from the earliest I can remember. I was on a golf course. So, but yeah, it took a long time for me to get over the throwing fits going, what the heck is wrong with my head? Why can't I do this? I'm just like, oh. and, and I have friends that are like that now. I'm like, hey, just relax. I was going to say, when you broke clubs, was it out of anger? Because that's something that I would probably do. Oh, yeah. I mean, back like, when I was in competitive, I played in high school and stuff like that. I was going to play in college, but I, I wouldn't have been good enough for the college team back then. And I was just always trying so hard. And then I just, you know, I'd sit there and work on like chipping or like bunker shots for two or three hours. And then I'd go out and I'd have the first bunker shot and I'd skull it out of the bunker and hit it out of bounds. I was like, I didn't even do that once on the range, you know? And then I just like, ah. And I usually hit the club on the ground and I was, guess I was stronger than I thought, you know, and bend the shaft. And I was like, oh. No, can't use that club now. I got to go get that fixed. And not on the upside, it taught me how to fix golf clubs, but on the downside, it, it was kind of pointless, you know. I um, I want to get to that place too. I want to get to the place where we can go play golf, and if they they team us up with people, that I don't panic mm -hmm. and freak out because my fear is yeah. I suck so bad, and I don't want to make those other two people wait for me. I don't care about making my husband wait. He's stuck with me no mm -hmm. matter what. Yeah. But it's those right. other two strangers who are probably be who are definitely better than me and them yeah. sitting there like, Oh my God, is he even going to hit the ball today? Like that is where I panic. So I need to get over that and stop worrying. Yeah. I, uh, it's funny because my wife is learning the game and she's got a really good swing for her size. She's like five, two or five, three. And man, she could, if I, if I had her fundamentals at my size, I'd hit the ball like 400 yards. I mean, she still hits it out there, maybe 150, 180 yards with a driver when she hits it. But you know, same thing. I'm just, we kind of came up with a little system, uh, either, you know, 10 strokes and pick the ball up, you know, and if you miss a bunch of times, you know, we usually, I, I have some apps that I use. Like, I mean, I, I keep all my statistics because I'm a statistics nerd, but I'm like, okay, this hole usually takes me and I am, if I'm with somebody, it takes me like six minutes to play it. So I'll hit a timer. And once six minutes is up, if we're still in the middle of the area, okay, let's move on to the next hole. You know, it kind of takes that, I don't know, that stress of, uh, you know, oh no, I'm going to hold everybody up or, you know, make people mad and, Right. The uh, one thing I always tell new people, I'm like, man, if you can just keep up with whoever you're playing with, they're not going to care. I don't care what what your score is. I mean, I really don't. I'm worried about me. I'm just like, eh. I'm going. Oh, I hope I can make this putt for birdie. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely have to get to that place. Um, and I think because once I can have fun playing golf, it will be fun, and I won't mm -hmm. be so like if Matt says, "Let's go play golf," I, I, I'm stressing in the car as we go there, and he's like, yeah, "We yeah. should be having fun," and I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna panic. I'm panicking. Can we just go to the? Because <laughs> the driving range is fine. It's just me." Oh yeah, yep. That mental. Yeah, I hit it 90 yards, and I'm mm -hmm. I'm like I'm good for the day. Let me go home. 
<laughs> 90 yards. Mike, thank you so yards. much for coming on my podcast. I really appreciate it. I love, yeah, man. I love talking about butch things with straight guys. Like when I did, um, <laughs> when I had Justin on pilot to pilot, we talked about football. Now I get to talk to you about golf. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Before we go, I want to play my game. Let's get grounded where I ask you a question and you answer honestly. So pick, right. pick an airline. You can pick any airline you want. American, Delta, mm -hmm. Frontier, JetBlue, Spirit, or United. <laughs> okay. Um, let's go with uh, well, we'll go JetBlue. JetBlue. All right. I just realized I don't have Southwest on here. That's interesting. Oh, man. Okay, JetBlue. On a flight from Los Angeles to Sydney, if you could sit next to any mm -hmm. famous person, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Actually, maybe you know, the first thing that pops into my head is maybe Kelly Slater, the surfer. But I like to surf, and I would love to just pick his brain because he's so good at it, and I'm so horrible at it. But it would like we both have fun. I'd be like, he'd be somebody I'd like to talk to. Yeah, I think he'd probably uh, give me some good insights. Awesome. Yeah. And, and that's a long flight. So you would walk off the plane in Sydney and mm -hmm. be like, I'm going right to Bondi beach. Cause I know what I'm doing. He'd probably mm -hmm. even go with exactly. you. I've actually, he lives up in the same area I do. And I've heard he does that. He'll like randomly give lessons to people around here. Just because he's here. I mean, I don't, I've never run into him, but, but uh, I hear he's a pretty cool guy. So yeah, he'd be the, uh, the one I'd like to talk to about like surfing. He'd be really interesting in the ocean and you know, stuff like that. Well, because you're so, you're not just a pilot, you're this creative being who's so cool and interesting. I don't think pilots utilize the fact that they're pilots enough to get, to interact with people. Like, cause you think he's cool, but he mm -hmm. probably wants to talk to you about what it's like flying an airplane. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm yeah, I, I almost never, like, if I'm sitting next to one and I'm not wearing a uniform, I never tell them what I do unless they ask. And I'm like, okay. But you know, of course in uniform, we walk in and and uh, actually, my I had the I made these crew tags. My crew tag says, "Yes, I'm a pilot. No, I shouldn't be up front." That's what everybody says. Like, hey, shouldn't you be up front? Like, yeah, no, you don't want me up there. <laughs> they you don't. Know? Yeah, they don't understand when you're in the back. They don't understand. Yeah, I don't fly for this airline. You don't. If I'm up there, there's something that's gone seriously wrong. Let's put it that way. <laughs> not that I wouldn't do it if I had the chance, but you know, it's it's probably not going to be a very good day for any of us if I'm up in the. Uh, that airliner. So. <laughs> if you're commuting on one of my flights and I have to come back and get a pilot, I'm going to be like, should I just fly it? I probably don't. <laughs> I'm going to be like, come <laughs> up here. Thank you so much, Mike, for coming on the show. Um, please let everyone know where they can find your music videos and how they can listen to your incredibly funny music. <laughs> um, yeah, just, uh, I guess my YouTube username, it, I guess YouTube really doesn't have usernames anymore. It's just Mike Wagner here. Google Mike Wagner parody music videos or aviation parody, you'll probably find me. Uh, see, I'm Pilot Wagner on Instagram. Um, then you can probably find my Facebook from my Instagram. And, you know, I, I tend to post it on everything. When I do a big video, I'll usually, you know, I'll splatter it everywhere I can possibly think of. Just don't come to his house and try to threaten him. Yeah, yeah. Be yeah if, bad thing. if you believe in chemtrails, don't come. Mike, thank you so much. This was a great conversation. I'm so glad you took some time to talk to me. Now go play some yeah, golf go. and have some fun. Yep, going to be doing my social distancing on the golf course. <laughs> All right, take care. <laughs> it was care. great talking to you, Joe. Thank you, sir. Yeah, man, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yep, you bet. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this week's episode of Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe, please subscribe to the podcast. You'll get alerts when new episodes air. Also check out Flight Attendant Joe on Facebook and Instagram. And if you still haven't had enough of me, <laughs> check out the blog at www.flightattendantjoe.com.